right before we get into the recorded message, we just wanted to let you know up front that the audio is not going to be the best. It's not terrible, and you'll be able to understand everything that I'm saying in the message, but it was shot outside on a windier day than we thought it was, and when we got into the um, production part of this service that you're a part of right now, we just realized, man, it could have been a lot better. So we want you to know that we're already taking steps to ensure better audio quality in the future. But for right now, we didn't want to reshoot it because what came out of this was really good. The content is really solid, even if the audio isn't. So sit back, relax, and listen to what the Lord is saying in this message. Hey guys, so listen, if you remember back to the very beginning of our win-win series, we talked about how Jesus was going to preach the greatest message the world has ever heard, and we were all going to be tempted to turn it into this giant checklist, right? Like, do these certain things, and then I'll be a good Christian. Well, here we are at the end, and Jesus is going to come full circle back around, and he's going to hammer home what we've been talking about the whole time, that identity has to fuel activity. We cannot earn our way into the kingdom. But because we're in the kingdom, Jesus is going to show us clearly that our lives are going to be different than other people's lives. Now listen, before we get into these four marks that we're going to see keep us on the path that Jesus is leading us on, before we even get into that, I've got to say it again. You can't hear these marks and think, oh, if I have those, then I've earned my way into the kingdom. It doesn't work that way. You've got to hear these markers and just think, okay, these are... These are guidelines, these are signs along a path that encourage me and show me that I am actually in the kingdom. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, look, if you're my follower, your life is going to have these marks. You don't have to try to earn them. They're going to be there because he's going to change us. And as a result, we're going to see four things that mark our lives. Come on, let's take a walk on the path and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Okay, so... We're taking a little walk on the path, right? And we're going to talk about four marks in the lives of Jesus' followers. And here's mark number one. It's a code. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. You've probably heard this before. You heard it called the golden rule. And what it says is, do to others as you would have them do to you. Jesus actually says that all of the law and prophets are summed up in that one statement. The problem is that sometimes we think that we can earn our way into heaven by doing good things to others. But this is not a way into the kingdom. This is a code that people in the kingdom live by. Maybe you've seen people try to define it a different way, right? Maybe you've seen people say that the golden rule is, oh, do to others whatever you want to do, right? You know people that live like that. They do whatever they want to whoever they want, whenever they want, however they want. But listen, as followers of Jesus, that's not our code. Our code is think about how we would want to be treated and then treat people that same way. How would that change relationships in your life if you simply stopped before you said or did anything and asked yourself this question? Is this something that I would want said to me? Is this something that I would want done for me? And if the answer is no, we simply didn't say it and we simply didn't do it. Listen, this is a revolutionary mark in the lives of Jesus' followers because nobody else in the world can live like this. Only we can because we have had our hearts transformed from hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. And now we can make a decision to selflessly serve others. 
Is your life marked by the code? It's the first mark on the path that Jesus followers are walking. So the first mark is a code. And for the next three marks, Jesus is going to present us with options. He's actually going to talk about two paths. He's going to talk about two trees. And he's going to talk about two groups. Now, here's what you need to know. Because I bet some of you are like this. You don't like to make choices. You go to a restaurant. You look at a menu. It takes you forever to figure out what you're going to order. And we will eventually say there's just too much to choose from. And so sometimes we don't even want to make a choice. But Jesus because he's the master communicator, is not going to give you that option. He's not going to allow you to just sit and listen to what he says. He's actually going to call you to a decision. And he's going to use the next three marks to do that. He's going to make you choose between a broad way and a narrow way, a broad gate and a narrow gate. He says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, that the right choice that narrow gate and narrow way is actually a hard one because it's a difficult choice it's not an easy way it's hard the greek word actually means to constrain to narrow to make us almost feel a little bit constricted it's a little bit hard to get into that gate but it's worth it john 10 9 says that jesus is the gate he's the way in there's not multiple ways on the path to follow Jesus, there's just one, and it's Jesus. The word for difficult literally means to cause to suffer hardship. It's used in all kinds of verses in the New Testament. Here's just a couple. Second Thessalonians 1 chapter 6, that word is, is translated persecute. In Mark chapter 3, verse 9, that word is actually translated crush. And in 2 Corinthians 1, it's translated weighed down with troubles. Listen, when's the last time you heard an altar call where the pastor said, hey, who wants to be weighed down with troubles? Come follow Jesus. But that's what Jesus said. He said, you got to choose the narrow way, the way that's actually going to feel a little bit difficult because in that difficulty, you're going to pay a cost. And that's mark number two. Listen, our lives will cost us something if we're following Jesus. We don't have the luxury of just adding Jesus to the list of things that we do in our lives. Like, hey, I love Jesus and I'm gonna keep doing everything that I've always done. No, he actually calls us to a life that's gonna cost us. Can, can I just bottom line this? Can we just make a common sense observation? And here it is. A faith that costs Jesus everything will never cost me nothing. There is a cost involved in following Jesus. And the question is, are we paying a cost? Is it costing us something to walk this path with Jesus? Mark number two, y'all, there's a cost. So the third mark, y'all, is change. So we've talked about a code and we've talked about a cost and now we're going to talk about a change. I just want you to listen to the words of Jesus, right? Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 through 20. Here's what he says. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. 
So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. So Jesus takes the time to remind us of this connection between roots and fruit because he wants us to understand the connection between who we are and what we do. Listen, fruit is what we do. It's how people, it's how people know whether we're a good tree or a bad tree. And I use those terms loosely, but it's because Jesus talked about it, right? So we think, well, I'm a good person or I'm a bad person. And what Jesus says is, no, we know what you are by your fruit, right? Think of it like this. I, I could never go to a tree that has an apple on it, pick the apple off and tell somebody I got it from an orange tree, right? It doesn't work that way. I get an apple from an apple tree. The tree produces what it is. And Jesus says that that's the way it is in our lives. In verse 20, he summed it all up, didn't he? He said, look, the same way that you identify a tree, I know that's an apple tree because there's apples on it. The same way that you identify a tree by its fruit, we can identify people by their actions. We are who we are and that changes what we do. And so this third mark of change, what Jesus is saying is, look, you tried to produce good fruit, but you had bad roots. You were, you were buried in soil of sin. And so Jesus came and paid the price for that sin. And you know what he did? He transplanted our lives. We are no longer buried into the soil of sin. We're actually in soil of grace. And listen, when you change the soil that your roots are in, you will change the fruit that your life produces. It's as simple as that, y'all. I really want you to get this, right? If you're walking on the path with Jesus, your life is going to be marked by change. You cannot be the same person that you were. We can't just say, hey, I'm gonna to go to heaven, but while I'm here, I'm gonna live like I lived before. It doesn't work that way. And if there's no visible change, and I say this, I say this with grace in my heart, right? But Jesus is at the end of the greatest message ever preached in this world and he's calling us to a decision and he's going to ask you to examine your life he's not leaving you the choice of not making a choice he's saying either you're producing good fruit or you're not and i want you to examine your life right now ask yourself this question if people looked at my life what would they say about me what kind of fruit am i producing and if the fruit is not the kind of fruit that makes people think of jesus then you and i we need to think about what path we're on. We need to make a decision right now. Am I on the path of Jesus? Is my life marked by change? Do I look different today than I did when I first came to Jesus? Because Galatians chapter five is clear. The fruit of our lives, if we're following Jesus, is the fruit of the spirit and he produces it in us and he will in you as you walk on this path with Jesus. Let's move on to number four. Okay, so we're at the fourth and final mark that we're gonna talk about today. And to be honest with you, this is the hardest one of all. Jesus has taken us on a path, on a journey, and he's brought us to the end, and he's gonna say some pretty difficult things. In verses 21 to 23, he's actually gonna start talking about people who on judgment day are going to say to Jesus, I did amazing things for you. And listen, they did amazing things for Jesus. They, they healed people. They did many miracles. 
they saw people raised from the dead. They, they performed the kind of things that maybe you and I have not even performed. And Jesus is going to look at them and here's what he's going to say. I, I never knew you. I never knew you. Now, do you see the relationship in that word? Knowing us is more important to Jesus than what we do for him. He's not after your activity. He's after your heart. So when he said, I never knew you, now this is, you know, we'll, we'll keep it PG-13, right? When he says, I never knew you, do you know the Greek word for know? That word literally was used to sometimes describe the sexual relations between a husband and a wife. Jesus wants to know us like that. And so we get to the end of these marks, right? This fourth mark. And what Jesus basically says is, you got to be marked by a communion with me. There's got to be an intimacy with me and with you, and that is the mark that we want people to see in your life. Listen, your friends that don't know Jesus, they really don't need to see a flurry of religious activity in your life. What they need to see is that your heart beats for Jesus, that you breathe in the air and the oxygen in that relationship from the Holy Spirit. They need to see that, a passion that you have for Jesus that is second to none. You know, we talked about how coming through the gate is hard and difficult and narrow and, and we live in a world full of options and what people want to say is, hey, I can live any way I want to live, right? And as long as I believe, I'm going to go to heaven. And so sometimes the faith that we have in Jesus can feel narrow and it can feel restrictive. Have you ever felt that way? I have. But do you know what it says in John chapter 10, verse 9? We quoted this verse earlier. When Jesus said that I'm the gate, do you know what he actually said? That if you come through the gate of Jesus that you'll begin to be able to move about freely into wide open spaces, pastures that are good. He's not calling you to a life that is constricted. He's calling you through a narrow gate called Jesus. He's the only way into a life of freedom. That's what he desires for you and for me. That's what we're gonna be marked by, the freedom of knowing Jesus. Now, let's just wrap this whole thing up like this. I'm sure by now you've noticed that we look different if we're following Jesus, right? That kingdom citizens are different. Jesus has talked about living by a code and living a life of, that has cost and a, a life that's changed. Now we're talking about a life of communion, of intimacy with him. This is a life that looks different. And what I want you to see is the big idea is not that kingdom citizens are different. We're, we live differently because we are different. My life looks different because I am different. And I want to set some of you free this morning. Some of you have tried to look different without really letting the Holy Spirit change your heart. You're trying to change the fruit on the tree without actually changing the root. And this morning, I'm calling you to a soil full of communion with, with Jesus, full of intimacy with Him. And if you'll put your your roots in him, he'll take care of the fruit. He'll actually mark you with his spirit. He'll mark you with his presence and that will cause you to look different. So what, what is the big idea today? What's the whole point of this entire four marks and walking this path and videoing all this stuff in different places? The entire point, the big idea for today is simply this, kingdom citizens look different because they are different. We are different different because of Jesus. 
And I want to call you this morning as Phil and Jen come and as they lead us in a song, as we close this time out, it is a song about, about abiding with Jesus, right? It's a song about being close to him. And as you listen to these words, I want to challenge you, be courageous this morning. Examine your heart and ask him, am I abiding in you? Am I truly living with you? Am I walking on the path with you? Is my life marked by these four C's? And if they're not, it's as simple as saying to Jesus, I believe you, I trust you. I trust that you died on the cross for my sins and I'm asking you to be Lord of my life, to take my hand and lead me on a path that will be marked just like Paul talked about today. You pray that prayer while Phil and Jen are leading us in this last song and I'll come back and close us out.
So God, I just pray this morning for our gathering family. Thank you so much for allowing us the technology to do what we're doing right now, just to, to be together even while we're not physically together. I pray a blessing, God, over everybody that's watching. I pray a blessing over us as we follow you. I thank you that we can rest in our identity. We can know that our roots are planted in your soil. And as a result of that, your spirit's producing in us the marks that set us apart. We just this morning want to say collectively, and if you agree with me as I say this all around, whether you're in your home, wherever you are, whatever county you're in, whatever state, if you agree, man, you just say amen, right? We are giving you the permission to have your way in us. Transform us, God, from the inside out, that our fruit would match our roots, God. We trust you to do that work. In your name, Jesus, amen. Hey guys, thank you for joining with us again this morning. Um, if you were encouraged by that message, that was fire. Uh, hit the share button and share that to somebody's page so that can be an encouragement to them as well. And listen, y'all, we love you. We miss y'all and we're praying for you. And we'll see you here again Wednesday night.